Good morning, I'm Nathan and this is Word in Motion. James 1 compares someone who hears the word and does not act to a man who looks in a mirror and immediately forgets what he saw. But the one who looks and perseveres, it says, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. This is a pod for looking in the mirror each day, seeing our imperfect selves, and making one change each day to live and love as God intended. Let me ask you this. How many God moments have you sacrificed at the altar of dumb luck? How many God moments have you casually chalked up to coincidence? Paul has just survived a shipwreck, but God isn't done using him to point people to Jesus. Let's pick it up in Acts 28, taking it from the top. After we were brought safely through, we then learned that the island was called Malta, and the native people showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all, because it had begun to rain and was cold. When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and put them in the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. When the native people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. They were waiting for him to swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said instead that he was a god. Verse 7, Now in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the chief man of the island, named Publius, who received us and entertained us hospitably for three days. It happened that the father of Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery, and Paul visited him and prayed, and putting his hands on him, healed him. And when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases also came and were cured. They also honored us greatly, and when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. Something amazing happened, and notice the natives' normal reaction. They naturally saw it as an act of God. Once, of course, they realized he wasn't going to drop dead. Now, they thought Paul was the God, and just like many who saw Paul and his missionary partners healing people, they assumed these men, that the power came from these men. But still, the natural reaction to something beyond human capability is to look for a supernatural answer. This is a good thing. This is a glimpse in. This is a window in. This is a cracked door in for someone who might have a hard heart otherwise. But how many of us, when we narrowly escape an injury or when we hear about someone healed, we say things like, well, you dodged a bullet or whew, got lucky this time. How many God moments have we sacrificed? Have we laid the credit instead We lay the credit at the inanimate altar of luck or coincidence. By the way, while we're on the topic of healing, let me say this. If someone gets cancer and they are miraculously healed, that's a God thing, obviously. But if someone gets cancer and they are treated for it and they go into remission due to chemo or radiation or other medical methods, that's still a God thing. That is still an answer to prayer. That's still healing. In fact, that's still miraculous because God has provided all of the knowledge and capability and tools that led to the doctor's ability to fight the cancer. Anyways, what about today? What should God be getting credit for today? And how can you openly draw attention to it? I'll give you an example of my own life. Today I'm recording on a Thursday. 
Today is my last, the last day of my last semester of grad school. I've completed my master's degree and I've been getting plenty of people patting me on the back. Oh, well done. Congrats. And I appreciate that. Absolutely. But there's no way I would have been able to even start this process, let alone survive it, without God's grace and mercy providing generous reserves of endurance and perseverance and patience when I needed them most. This degree has been four and a half years of God moments, some of which I've given him credit for and some of which I've probably taken too much credit for myself. How many God moments have you sacrificed at the altar of dumb luck or coincidence or pride? What should you be giving God credit for today? Let me ask you this. What can you give God credit for today that might point someone else to him? How can your successes, however big or small, even the ones that look coincidental or look like luck or look like the result of your hard work, how can those be disciple-making opportunities? Because ultimately, anything that we succeed or fail at, the purpose of our life, success and failure included, is to glorify God and to point people to Him. So what successes in your life what luck, what coincidences in your life are actually disciple-making opportunities given to you by God? And how can you take advantage of them? Let me pray for you today. God, give us eyes to see our luck, our coincidences, our good fortune and success as disciple-making opportunities. Give us the wisdom to see those things as actually your grace and your mercy and your provision above and beyond, Lord. Your mercy beyond what we can understand. Your peace that passes understanding, Lord. Remind us day to day to give you credit, Lord. And show us how to use those things, those opportunities to give glory to you and to point others to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we're coming to the end of Acts. We'll Sabbath in the Psalms tomorrow as usual, and then wrap up Acts next week. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. I'm Nathan, and this is Word in Motion.